Welcome to the Strictly Personal Podcast. I am John Paul Batum, your host. Our theme, our message is intended to be a wide open forum, hopefully thought-provoking, but at the very least entertaining. My father, the late John Batum, Hall of Fame broadcaster, started the Strictly Personal Commentary Show back in the late 90s. This is my attempt to keep that going. Throughout the many podcasts, I will be highlighting different audio clips of his broadcast history. I hope you'll enjoy that. Our commentary, relevant and interesting, all the while we'll be hosting different guests along the way. All of the commentary provided is strictly personal. With all that, let's get started. Uh, today's guest is Atul Savag. Atul is uh, someone that I've known for quite a while. In fact, we go back to the early 90s where he and I met over a job interview. And we'll discuss how that all started. And he and I have stayed friends over the many years. And uh, his life path has been quite intriguing. And so we'll get caught up with him. And before we do that, let's listen in on John Battle. Was in that 24 to 10 game, and I think he ended up hitting 444 while he was here. That's a heck of a record for Rook. That's right. Uh, Brian Milner and uh, Timmy Thompson, who was our second round draft. Uh, so with Brian and, and Lloyd Mosby, Timmy Thompson, Danny Ainge, uh, Phil Lance, Pedro Hernandez, uh, these are a few kids. Dave Steve is another fellow we drafted. Um, we think. Naturally, you can't think that every one of these players are going to come through. I mean, I think you've heard every sports organization, hockey, football, touting this player, that player. Uh, but somewhere along the line, things happen to these players. So either physically, uh, psychologically, or what, uh, when you get up in a big league competition and you move up in class, it's just like uh, the kids that enter class with their the freshman class in college. By the time you get to your senior year, there's only a few left. So this is the reason we're trying to assemble as many people as possible and hoping that out of a group that uh, we can get a few players that can be a solid nucleus for our Blue Jays. Pat, how do you answer the guy who sits back and says, hey, I don't hear any Canadian names being mentioned other than Dave McKay, and all of a sudden I look out, there's a kid from Leaside signed by somebody else in the major leagues or somebody else from over here signed. Uh, I know, of course, that uh, the Blue Jays have got a pretty extensive scouting program and development program going all across the country, but how do you answer a fan like this? Well... For the most part, uh, anyone that's signed by another organization, uh, be it uh, our friends up north, the Expos, or the Mets, or whoever it might be, uh, we usually have reports on, on any of the, uh, the top talent. And uh, our instructions to our scouts are that uh, anyone in Canada that we feel has the potential of being a major league player, we want to do everything possible to get him under contract. So uh, we can be wrong, as, as everyone is from time to time, in regards to the uh, future potential or future talents of a player, but uh, the players that have signed so far since we uh, our inception, uh, we don't think they have big league potential. Certainly, one of those maybe is going to fool us, but for the most part, uh, we think we're on top of, uh, of most of the Canadian talent. Cool. How are you? I'm not bad. I... Um... <laughs> the 
good old days. The good old days. Absolutely. Um, Me, fresh out of school, looking for a job. <laughs> Come across La Metropolitan and the rest of it is all history. Yeah. So when, okay, so let's just go back to that. So when we met, it was during a job interview, correct? Uh, that is true. And That's uh, exactly that. Did you, like, how did I, how did you come in for the job interview? Was it an ad or how did you, how did we meet? Well, I actually applied for a, a role um, that you had, I think, advertised in one of the newspapers. And I was in Toronto, just coming back from California. I used to live there in San Jose with my family and I had a work visa for, for a year and uh, decided to take advantage of that. So I landed in Toronto. So I came across this ad, and uh, there I show up at uh, in, in Pickering to meet with you, and uh, that's how we met okay. back in uh, August, July, August of ninety one. Nineteen ninety one. Okay, I was I was I I knew it was early nineties. I wasn't sure what year it was. Oh yeah, oh yeah, ninety one. Oh, so, I know for a fact. So you and I, you and I started off with that uh, the job interview. We went through the process, and eventually, uh, I hired you on as a, uh, a rep with my office in Pickering uh, with Metropolitan Life. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, you were you were uh, coming out of the Maritimes though from school, were you not? Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did my masters there, and then I went down to to America. Um, and as luck would have it. If I didn't have the work permit, I would have stayed in California and it would have been a different outcome altogether. But uh, what brought me back was uh, because in those days when you finish your, your master's, you used to get a one-year term to work here. Right. So I figured I'd take advantage of that and then at the end of that, move back to, to America. That would have been my, my preference. My family didn't want me to leave, so that's another story but uh, so it was very interesting and then I started working here with you and then remember Chadwick Paul Chadwick <laughs> you guys Same you guys became Robert, where you guys roommate, you guys become roommates or something at one point yeah 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 we uh, he had an an uncle um, and he owned a house out in uh, in Oshawa so he figured you know uh, why don't we just team up and move he couldn't afford the the rent for the entire house. Yeah, because he uh, was at the time he was living in the West End, uh, Mississauga area, and I, he, he was, was commuting. Yeah, his, his, that's right, and he was commuting all the way here, so he figured this would save him some some mileage. So uh, him and I we moved uh, as uh, um, teammates, and uh, we stayed in uh, in Oshawa and his in his uncle's uh, property there, yeah. uh, down south, uh, Oshawa, yeah. For a while. So, Atul, your your last your last name is is uh, interesting. I always struggle with it. How do you? What's the proper pronunciation of your last name? So there's a, an accent on E. So it's Severte. Severte. So Atul Severte. S A R V A T E is. People call me and uh, people butcher it. They call me Severte and all kinds Sir, of things. Severte. Okay, Severte. I, uh, I always mess it up. So it's, it's, and what's uh, what's the background though? What's your background? Your, your heritage. Um, I believe I'm Indian, <laughs> but it's a certain part of India, is it not? Um, yeah. So I think it's uh, is the northern part. I'm not exactly sure which yeah. part of uh, India that would be, but uh, yeah, it is. Uh, 
and then my dad was a he was a, a traveler like me so he came to he studied in america yeah he, he went to school in columbus that's how come i i have family down in in america still okay they all moved to uh, the bay area so they are not in columbus anymore they're all in california well you know it's interesting that that many years ago 1991 uh you start working there. Uh, you get become roommates with Chadwick. You guys, uh, you know, obviously you're trying to make a go of a, a startup career at MetLife. Um, but this many years later, you still live in Pickering area, which is amazing. Really, I do. Yeah, I, I actually uh, I remember I used to live in Whitby. Yeah. Did you not? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so. I came to this area. I never left. Yes. Yeah, so now, put down at some this roots. point in time, I <laughs> yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm trying to buy a property. Uh, once they say when there's the best time to buy is when there's blood on the trees. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm trying to buy a property in Exbridge. Okay. Gonna put down roots there. So when you left, when you eventually uh, left Metropolitan Life, where did you? What did you? What did you do next? Where did you go from there? I actually. Um, did a little bit of transition. I uh, I don't know if you remember, but I came to see you once in Whitby. You guys had moved to, to Whitby. We thought about rejoining MetLife. I was uh, considering, you know, wasn't sure which direction I was going to go in. By that time, I had married my, I had met Seema and uh, you met her. Yeah. And uh, so uh, she is in consulting and IT and uh, that's what, uh, made me transition into IT. So actually, I started doing. I mean, I have an engineering undergrad, so I uh, went into uh, programming and I did a, a diploma in uh, computer uh, computer science and uh, Seneca at York. And then I was. Um, I never looked back. I got into IT consulting back then. Um, we still didn't have kids, so it was a great opportunity to you know explore things and. Went into IT consulting, worked for companies like General Electric in near hometown, actually. Yeah. Remember yeah. Uh, Peterborough. in Peterborough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, down in the Monaghan and Lansdowne area, just <laughs> up from the uh, Lansdowne Mall. Okay. The mall used yeah. to be a very tiny little strip, strip plaza kind of setup, just a Sears and a few stores back then, all those years ago. <laughs> now, I'm not sure if you've seen it lately, but it's totally changed. They were rebuilt it. Yeah, I know I haven't seen it, but uh, I can imagine. Yeah, so so I started consulting, and then from there, went back to America to work many years. Worked in Kentucky, worked in lived there, worked in Alabama, Chicago, Manhattan. Yeah, that's right. You were going back and forth to the U.S. for a while, weren't you? Yeah, I actually, I, I, I actually, I wanted to move there with the family, but uh, Seema didn't wanna upstick here so I kept coming back uh, but yeah I lived pretty much everywhere uh, had a great run at it and uh, finally and when the kids were getting you know at an age where she couldn't handle it she uh, she made me come back from Chicago and so I still I kept going back after that but not like long-term gigs yeah but, uh, back and forth yeah how, how often do you, how often do you get back to India do you get yeah, because you didn't really go there that often, from what I recall. No, I actually I did. I okay. went there a few years ago. I actually came back. I took my son to show him Taj Mahal just in December, believe uh, it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, 
Yeah, I just came back. I went to UK and uh, just a I, I just like I meant back in those days. I don't remember you going to India that often. Yeah, no, no, not that frequently. But uh, my my parents uh, they came to visit me, and uh, you know, and I kept in touch. Uh, I actually went a few times, not like every year, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it was tough, right? Because I was working so hard, and uh, uh, time flies, as you know. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, what about been... yourself? You. you what you 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 left like when I think it was back in mid mid two thousands or ninety nine I think it was um, but I moved uh, from the Pickering office uh, eventually moved to the Peterborough office and then when uh, that's Met, right when MetLife got sold that kind of all came together in a in a kind of a negative way for me and uh, didn't didn't go the way I'd hoped and uh, so really didn't feel comfortable staying in that environment long term uh, really wanted to get back to the Toronto market and so yeah so I eventually uh, in 99 I made a move back to Toronto which was a little scary at the time because I had to I changed I actually went to a company called Sun Life which is now ironically enough uh, they emerged with Metropolitan Life and would have been, if I had a stick put I would have ended up there anyways but <laughs> uh, yeah. but yeah so in, in uh, I came back to Toronto in 99 and uh, went with wow. the Sun Life for a couple of years, and then eventually into the with with the with the banking industry. But um, but you and I have stayed in touch periodically yeah, throughout yeah. all these many years, and and we've we've stayed we've stayed good good friends. And and you know I've you you've had a family, I've had a family, and uh, I know that uh, you had a you have a couple of kids. I think you have a daughter and a son. Uh, is that right? No, I have two. Uh, two sons. Two sons. Okay, two sons. Okay, and I know one of them's a, a, a real soccer player, uh, from what I remember. Yes, the younger one is uh, is is he's gonna go like his grandfather. He's gonna go back to to America to study in Duke or some other school, Stanford, depending on their uh, his his scores. But he is shooting for that and uh, on a soccer scholarship, no mm. less. Right. The older son is now is uh, studying computer science. Uh, undergrad, so which is which is good. He, he wants to do computer science. I remember um, in Sun Life, you were. Uh, yeah. We stayed in touch. We we actually uh, or all these years. Uh, often I think about the 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 old timers like Hitram and uh, Jim Hiller. What was Jim? Was it, uh, right? Remember Jim? Yeah, Jim Hiller. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and uh, Ralph Farrell. Yeah. You remember Ralph Farrell? Ralph. Yeah, and then yeah. there was. Uh, Another character, uh, Mark Krabari. Mark Krabari, Mahat Mahani. <laughs> Mahdi, Mike Mahdi, Mohammed yeah, Mahdi. Mohammed Mahdi. Yeah, he was an interesting. Yeah, uh, he, I think he, he was still in insurance. I don't know if he's still around or not, but yeah. Clifford Rashpal. Oh yeah, Cliff. He actually, he, uh, him and I met a few times after yeah, I left right. yeah. um, with uh, Ravi. If you remember, yeah, Ravi Gunawardena. Yeah. Um, Poor guy passed away, right? Yeah, no, very sad. And, and Ravi and I also, like yourself, uh, he and I stayed in touch, uh, you know, well after those days. And, and oh, I the guy. I, yeah. I remember I took him under my wings and I took him on some calls. His first sale was courtesy of my help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you I know, the one one thing that stands like, out, one thing that I remember so always wanted me to come visit him in Singapore. Because he was, really? he'd opened an office there at one point, and he really, and I almost went at one point, 
And I never did, and I feel bad now that I never did because he he ended up passing away about a year later after that. But that being said, the reason why it sticks in my mind so much is I did get an opportunity to finally visit Singapore just last year or two years ago. And I'll tell you, it's a beautiful place. And it's everything that he said it was. It's a magnificent place. So, anyways, just a a thought on that. So he left Canada, he just moved out. Is that what happened? He was, and I'm not sure what year he left, but he decided to go back to India, um, uh, Sri Lanka, actually. And uh, I think his mom wasn't well at the time, but he so he felt wanted to get closer to home. And uh, he'd gotten engaged, and uh, I believe married. I think they got married, and then uh, they he decided to open an office uh, uh, for insurance in Singapore. And he was really, really, yeah, he was really trying to get me to come out there. So but, wow, yeah. to work with him. Yeah, he wanted to do a joint venture and, you know. Wow. So. You should have taken him up on that offer. <laughs> well, that's that's what I'm saying. But It's a happening place. I, and again, that to me um, had never been, well, I hadn't even been to Europe at that time. I hadn't tried, done much travel. That was a, that was a bit of a, uh, you know, out in the blue sky proposition stretch. to me. A stretch yeah. to the thought of going there would have been, you know, wow. I mean, I just, uh, with my kids and everything else, just wasn't going to happen. So, but uh but it was right, right. Uh, it was so, a nice thought, and 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 I always think of that now that I got a chance to go. That you know he should just tell me how great it was, and he was absolutely right. Beautiful city. How did how did you come to know about his his demise? Like how, who told you that he's passed on? Well, I had an old email, um, and and I hadn't heard from him. Occasionally, he would send me emails and stuff, and just update. Uh, much like you would a postcard or whatever, he'd just send a quick email saying how's it going, whatever, and. I hadn't heard from him in about nine months, and I thought, hmm, odd. So I sent an email to that address and never got a response back. And then eventually, I think it might have been two or three months later, um, I got a I got an email from his fiance or his wife. I can't remember whether they were actually married, but um, she told me what happened. That's how I found wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Terrible. How long ago was that? Do you know? Oh my goodness, that would have been um, two thousand and I, I would say seven, eight, somewhere in there. Doesn't About twelve years ago. ago. He was a young, young guy. Yeah, yeah, young guy. It, uh, just sad, sad, sad. But uh, anyways, I mean, that's uh, not to not to get onto his uh, history, but. Um, it was. It, we had some real interesting times back then. Some fun times at that office. We uh, got to got to know a lot of people, meet a lot of people, different personalities. That's what I liked about the business so much is that you, you know, I would have uh, an oh, education with every person I met because everybody had a uh, different background. And yeah, another interesting character was uh, our friend Dwight Kelso. Dwight Kelso, another one. Yeah. So I mean, we, we had a we had a fun office. Really, we we had some. Good, it was a, it was good a lot of fun and. Yeah. Uh, then we had Sherry and uh, Andrea Bruce and. Well, early days. I don't know if you were there when we had Gord Bowers and I don't know if you remember him. But. That name does ring a bell, but. Uh, yeah. And Jacques Lebrun. Oh, and what, what was Lamplu? Lamplu, his brother came in, or his cousin came in. What was his name? Something Lamplu came in. He he was, he was a, he was a character. Oh, is that right? Oh, I, I still remember when he, remember the old style laptops? They were like, you know, they're, yeah. they're like the size know, of a boat like, anchor. Like, remember those things? Yeah, like, like, like a brick, yeah. Yeah, and the, so, you know, that. so he was in the client's home and he was doing a presentation on the laptop and, and uh, the, you know, the, when the 
battery would start to go, it would beep. Remember that orange light would come on and go beep, beep, yeah. beep. And the clients all of a sudden his start his laptop starts doing that, starts beeping. And the clients look and they go, What's that? He goes, Oh, oh my god. You know, when he had that English accent, he goes, Oh, excuse me, another death claim. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> he goes, Oh my goodness, another death claim, he says. <laughs> oh my god, he sold it, eh? <laughs> Scaremongering, Jesus. I'll I never forget there that. Was, there were some stories about this being my last policy on the shelf, and if you don't buy it, there's nothing else left. <laughs> <laughs> some great, uh, some great yeah, lines. There was a couple of good uh, trainers. They used to tell us these stories. Pat Latulip, does oh, that yeah. ring a bell? Yes. And oh. Jocelyn or Jocelyn Klish or something like that. Oh yeah, Jocelyn Klish. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, I met, I met very good people there in uh, in Ottawa. One of the the friends I, I made, the guy's name was Benjamin Crap, and he became ended up being my, one of my best friends. Kept in touch with him for many years out of New Brunswick. He comes from a very extremely rich family. They own New Brunswick. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so he flew me down there one year, showed me around. He wanted me to move there to work with him and all that. It never quite worked out because I wouldn't leave Ontario. But, uh, yeah, I made very good friends uh, through my life. It was a very interesting time. Very nice memories, indeed. You have been sort of in IT positions of various companies. Um, and I find that intriguing because you've gained so much experience in that field. Yeah, it has been a, a it has been an interesting ride to say the least. I uh, like you're more you're more of a pro, you've become sort of a project manager kind of uh, guy. Yes, I did uh, PMO director roles. Uh, just last gig I did uh, with the ESA Electrical Safety Authority is setting up their PMO office. I've done work with uh, Shoppers Drug Mart, BlackBerry, uh, Allstate Canada, Allstate America, Honda. Uh, to name a few, Empire Life in Kingston. I moved there to work as their director for PMO for a while. Uh, didn't quite like the city. Uh, it's, it's not Toronto. I, my yeah. wife and family wouldn't move there, so I came back. But yeah, it's been a, a good, fun few years. And During this lockdown and all that, I had a call from a, a middleman trying to place me in a company in, in Oakville, uh, Manulife uh, Financial. Right. Uh, it was just last evening, and uh, I asked him the location. He goes, "That's Oakville." I said, "No, I can't. I can't be bothered. It's just they'll pay your travel time." I says, "No, it's not about that. I just can't be bothered going that far uh, every day." Like I know after the lockdown is over, uh, you know, life returns to normalcy and all that. It's just not. I'm not gonna do that anymore. So. If something happens in GTA, all the better. Otherwise, we'll take another gig in America. I prefer to work there, though, in the U.S. Yeah. It's, uh, speaking from professional satisfaction perspective, it's just more fulfilling and there's a little better variety of uh, engagements in America, I find, personally, Yeah. Uh, than, than Toronto. But Toronto is a very small market. But... Uh, because the family is here, you got to strike a balance, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I gather your kids are uh, happy here and seem as happy yeah, here. they're all settled, and they're not gonna. Uh, you know, I don't. I, I wasn't gonna take them anyway, but uh, yeah, yeah. it's just it's nice to be home and in the evenings and not be 
on the road all the time, but we'll see how it goes. How about yourself? Are you well, gonna you gonna stay with TD or what's the game plan? Yeah, yeah, certainly um, run out the string as I say. Hopefully, I can do that. Um, uh, we'll see. You know, we'll uh, we'll. I'm enjoying it. It's uh, it's been fun. So uh, exactly, exactly. It for, so, affords so, me it for, affords me some some of the uh, lifestyle that I that I like uh, some of the flexibility and stuff. So it gives me course, that. Of course, get some balance that and, way. And you kids are now sort of uh, grown up, so they're on their kind of in the, on their own paths, right? They got their own. Yeah, I mean, my kids are. A little bit older than yours, and uh, are kind of on their own. Pretty, you know, you know, say on their own nowadays. Kids, uh, um, it's a little different. A little different than when I left home. I mean, they're now. You know what I was going to ask you? Now your kids, I, rem- I, rem- you were like constantly go- taking them from one field to another for soccer, for sports, and and I gather that's finally slowed down or eased off a little bit now so what do you do for 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 your in your spare time like what kind of what do you do wow great question uh, up until this lockdown i never had any spare time because it's five or six nights you're out on the field mm-hmm. he plays uh, the uh, in a league that is uh, that goes around the year around mm-hmm. the year so it's, it's never stops uh, having said that, uh, spare time that I get, I have so much work to do. Typically, I, last year, uh, for 18 months straight, I was doing two engagements simultaneously. Um, and that was like mind-boggling. Um, I remember times when uh, in parking lot, while I was sitting in Bruce Power parking lot, I was uh, um, taking a call, a conference call for ESA. Uh, it was just ridiculous. I was working uh, 40 hours for Bruce and uh, full-time in, in Mississauga for ESA at the same time. Yeah, and you were driving out there, which isn't a short drive. Either. I was driving like, yeah, I was spending a couple of nights uh, up north in uh, in Port Elgin. You know the area well and uh, the rest of it here. But it was just, you know, it was just all over the place and spreading myself too thin. And that wasn't very good for me. Uh, so I'm spare time that I get I, I, now because of the forced lockdown and I think it's a great opportunity for me to kind of recharge batteries but while I was doing those two engagements at the same time I was also working full time studying for real estate license yeah. there's five different exams to do and it's pretty engaging yeah. you, you also yeah. did you also did some time with Metrolinx didn't you as well yeah I consulted for them as well yeah, yeah. I spent a year year and a half uh, in their Toronto office was a good gig. Yeah. Um, I must say I don't enjoy government as much as I do with the private sector. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, so I, I, I decided to stay away from it uh, because it's just it's too bureaucratic for me, for my taste, right? Yeah. So, so, so now the big, big move is you're going into real estate and uh, tell me a little yes, bit about that. Yeah, so the real estate is essentially is a passion. It's not so much a career change. Um, I've seen over the years uh, some good family friends and uh, you know people that I know well have been struggling with uh, you know independent and unbiased uh, I guess help in in, in this uh, investment, which is the biggest investment one makes in their life. Right, which is real estate. Right, and I've seen people struggle. I've seen uh, 
not so proper behavior in, in, in some pockets, not all, but in, in, in pockets, uh, some cases where the behavior has been unethical or, or you know, shoddy to say the least. So that triggered my interest in, in acquiring a license so that at least I could be of help. Uh, so I still intend to do that more as a as, as a hobby than a full time, but uh, in in the process also it allows me to help out people that I care for, right? Um, so friends and family that's my focus area. Right. Um, and uh, in in the long run, there is no better investment than real estate. You know it. So this allows me even for say if I wanted to do uh, for own business i wanted to get into some commercial real estate at least i have better understanding better data points than i would have had otherwise so it is is beneficial in that respect uh and i don't have to retain the services of some other professionals so it's a win-win situation there was a lot of a lot of commitment though uh, writing five exams was no joke, let me tell you that. If somebody says it's easy peasy to get a license in Ontario, they're lying through their teeth. Might have been the case a few years ago, but they've clamped down severely. Is that right? It's very tough. Yeah. It's very, very expensive and elaborate process. It took me about a year, five, six thousand dollars later, and then to enroll to get your license is another twenty five hundred bucks, three thousand bucks to get a license. So is it? So you're you're licensed for residential or or commercial? No, no, I'm licensed for any type of property. Any type. Residential, commercial. I'm helping out a colleague of mine who used to work with me in BlackBerry. He's now with a company called OpenText. Okay. I'm helping him out in uh, finding a a daycare center for his spouse. She runs a daycare in the Kitchener Waterloo area, and so I can uh, I can sell anything in, in the province of Ontario, commercial residential yeah uh, are you incorporated or how are you set up yes i am okay. i'm separate in corporation i'm i have a corporation for my it consulting but that so for what, the uh, real estate is a separate incorporation so what's the, what's the name of your real estate business then it's actually i am uh, i should say it's not an incorporation as okay in, uh, they don't allow the inc yet but i have a separate hst uh registration um, I'm with Home Life Champions. Okay. That's the brokerage. But how it works is uh, currently that proposal is under uh, consideration. And uh, in a year or so, I believe, in a year or two, I mean, don't quote me on this, uh, it's quite likely that you're going to get, um, uh, they're going to allow the real estate agents to incorporate. And when that happens, then I'll have another INC set up for it. Right. But uh, for now, um, it's just a separate, you need to register the business uh, and uh, you need to uh, register with the brokerage. You can't. I'm also writing, I'm also considering finishing off my brokerage exams that will allow me to start my own brokerage. Because uh, right now, I'm only licensed to be a realtor in the province of Ontario. I have my, my license already firmed up. Uh, so if I wanted, if you wanted to purchase a property, I could help you with uh, the purchase. If you want to sell something, I could help you with that. Uh, same with the agriculture land or uh, commercial or whatever you want to do. I could, I could help you with that. But I, I need to be associated with a broker, right. which is home life. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to change that and uh, write the exam so that in two years' time, I could be my own brokerage and I can gotcha. hire actually people to work for me. Gotcha. Well, that's uh, the the, um, 
the idea that you're into the real estate uh, is intriguing. I mean, especially, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing obviously unprecedented markets and things going on with uh, this COVID-19 thing. So who knows what's going to, what'll spin out of it. Could be very good. Could be, who knows? I guess it's uh, anybody's guess. But I, I, I know from uh, you doing exams, I mean, I don't know anyone probably that's done more exams and has more education <laughs> behind them than you do. I mean, you well, how many degrees do you have now? I mean, you must... <laughs> Do you, you have pl- plaques all over the walls with all your degrees on them? <laughs> so I did my PMP. If you work in uh, project management uh, in the UK or uh, across the pond, there's another certification called PRINCE2, P-R-I-N-C-E-2. Extremely big in, in Australia, UK, New Zealand. I have that as well. I'm a registered practitioner for PRINCE2. It's also catching up here. TD Bank, for example, as big on Prince to your company. Yeah. Uh, I know that for a fact because I got some folks, friends who work there. Um, I also have, uh, I'm also Enterprise Architecture Certified. Uh, TOGAF is called T-O-G-A-F. I did that. <laughs> um, there's some additional British certifications called MSP, which I have, P3O I have. Yeah, I wrote a lot of exams. I keep doing it. Uh, I, I just can't get rid of yeah, the, Of course, uh, you got your MBA and your you, you Yes, master's. my engineering. And yeah. I also have an honors diploma in programming from Seneca, York, yeah. which I'm very proud of. So, yeah, it's been a fun ride, definitely. I mean, studying is passion. And like I said, after, um, you know, dust settles, I want to do my brokerage exam. So... Next time when you and I are chatting, maybe you could uh, do your realtor exam after your retirement and you and I work together. Yeah, well, you never know. You never know. (laughs) Got to do something. You don't want to sit around, I'll tell you that. No, no, you're kidding me. Absolutely not. Somebody like yourself who is a a born entrepreneur, (laughs) you you got to be, you know, busy and do stuff, not just for money, just for keeping you, you know, meaningfully engaged in life, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, so what's next? Uh, you got all that happening, and uh, so what's the future look like for for a tool? Um, it's going to be a more engaging consulting, I guess, uh, uh, sort of a future where I'm doing a little bit of traveling. Hopefully, not a whole lot. Um, I'm going to stay within North America and. Uh, uh, gonna start building a little bit of uh, real estate practice on the side here and in, uh, in GTA. Uh, nothing, you know, too ambitious. I'm not gonna drop my IT consulting field. I, I love it, and so it'll be a, a good combination of the two. And hopefully, you and I will uh, find opportunities to collaborate and do some some you know meaningful uh, uh, business together. Absolutely, that's, that's my. Uh, that's my earnest uh, hope in uh, in 2020. I know the year is passing by, so we gotta get going on, on that. Yeah, and uh, well, and in terms of, uh, I I guess you're too young a guy to be thinking of retirement. But if uh, you began to look down the road, what does that look like? Is it again staying in Canada? Is is for what you'll do? Yes, I actually. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I do have some. I, I bought some. Some, some land in, in India, I've done that a few years ago. Land, is, as you know, is gold there. So a piece of land that I invested, uh, 100,000 is, uh, is, has gone up to in value to about a million dollars now. 
Yeah, yeah. And wow. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just holding it. I'm not gonna sell it. But uh, family being here, uh, like to put down roots in uh, northern, uh, little north of Toronto, like Uxbridge area, or okay. up north a little bit, uh, definitely. And uh, retirement is nowhere in the future. I, I can't retire. <laughs> <laughs> I if 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 I hit a jackpot, fifty. Sixty million dollars, you know. Uh, um, I'll go back to school. I, I want to do a PhD actually. I want to do a PhD in financial economics. That has been my dream forever, and I want to fulfill that. So we'll do a PhD and uh, maybe find a school, U of T or some other school, uh, a good school, and, and go back to school for five years and uh, get a. Well, you know what, I and I don't doubt that you will do that. If that's something you want, you've always been able to uh, chase down your dreams since I've known you, and uh, you find a way to you find out. You, you mention, oh, I'm going to go into this, or I'm going to try and do this, or I want to get my uh, degree in that. You've always been able to get it accomplished one way or another. So I commend you on that. I think you've done an outstanding job. You've uh, you've been in my mind very uh, very successful, and uh, I wish you continued well, I success. That. I usually try to end my podcast, Atul. I usually ask like a, somebody to just give me an indication as to what song they'd like to, me to end the podcast on. Is there a music, a musical tune or a song that you that might be your favorite or that you like? Louis Armstrong, What a Wonderful World. Oh, okay. Fantastic song. <laughs> uh, I'm very, sure you heard it. Very, yes, I am. Very appropriate. Very great. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. We, we, we can manage that. It was that. a pleasure talking to you, Mr. Bannum. What a, what a uh, <laughs> wonderful conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, okay. All the best. I'll talk to you later. Okay, cheers. Bye. The dogs say goodnight. And I think to myself, what a wonderful Colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces of people going by.